The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome, everyone. It's so wonderful to be here today with you on this beautiful and sunny Monday. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was milling about at a cocktail party prior to my nephew's lovely wedding in Coral Gables. It truly was lovely. And I overheard a small group of people chatting about social media. And I thought, oh, great. One of my favorite topics. I'm just going to stop here and I'll be happy. But then just in time, I heard someone say, really, really, who cares what someone has for lunch? And I thought, come on, really? I thought that comment died about two years ago. Are there really people out there on this planet who still think that that's what social media is about? So... As you can imagine, I didn't even bother to stop and defend my social playground. I just kept moving, thinking, okay, it's time for another refresher on the million-dollar mindset. No longer should we be asking if social media can help us grow our businesses. Instead, it's time to learn how. Because, yes, I mean, the proof is out there, folks. Yes, social media is a key part of growing your business now. And I have a hint about that. The key to the success is in the relationships. Now, today, if you have a question about your social media strategy or relationship marketing, I'd love for you to call into the show and chat with us. The number is 877-864-4869. I'm going to say that again. It's 877-864-4869. Nine. So feel free to give us a call. It's just a casual chat time. Get your questions answered. I'm so happy that joining us today is relationship marketing expert Brian Basilico. And Brian is a nationally recognized author and speaker, and he's the founder and president of B2B Interactive Marketing, Inc., an award-winning marketing, consulting, and production company in Aurora, Illinois. Brian's my neighbor. He's in the neighboring town here. And he's also the author of an upcoming book, It's Not About You, It's About the Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. During Brian's 30-year career, he's produced thousands of projects for solopreneurs to Fortune 100s, and he's also an adjunct professor, trainer, speaker, and author of marketing and social networking blogs and articles throughout the stratosphere. So I'd like to introduce you to Brian Basilica. Hello, Brian. Hello, Marla. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so glad we have the sunshine out here today, and uh, I'm revving to go. 
Yes, it's beautiful, and it's only going to get warmer and nicer. Spring has sprung. Oh, I know, I know. Well, Brian, your book is, your upcoming book, I should say, is mm-hmm. called It's Not About You, It's About the Bacon, Relationship Marketing and Social Media. So my, my first question is probably a really, really obvious one. Okay. What's with the bacon? Okay, well, the bacon is a metaphor and the whole metaphor is what makes you unique what makes you stand out in the crowd and like you said and i loved your opening about you know what people are having for lunch because i hear that all the time but the key thing is is that what bacon is is a way for you to be able to connect with people now but let me tell you a quick story about how the whole bacon thing started there's some speakers that i was giving a presentation with and one of the speakers, George Ann Bender, stood up and said, hey, I'm going to put on Twitter, hashtag bacon before we even start this. And by the time we're done with this speech, I'm going to have 10 new followers. And I said, what? And not only was she right, she had 15 new followers within the hour speech that we did. So I tried the same thing, and I put pictures of bacon up on Facebook. Well, what happened is it started to create a buzz, and people were commenting on it. And the next thing you know, they were sending me pictures of what they were having for lunch with bacon on it. And they were finding all different kinds of things, bacon-covered turkeys, bacon mints, you name it. And it just all of a sudden started to create this brand where every time somebody thought about bacon, they thought about me. And that just turned into a great marketing tool, not only for myself, but a way to get other people to understand that you have a lot of unique things about you. Now it can be sports, it can be hobbies, it can be just about anything. But if you can do something that connects with other people as people on a one-on-one level that creates conversations, that's what social media is all about. So does that explain the bacon? <laughs> it does explain the bacon. Quite brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Brian, let's take a, a look at, at the term relationship marketing. You know, it's pretty obvious what it means, yet a lot of people struggle with it. So why don't you talk to us about what that is? What exactly does that term mean and what do we do with it? Well, relationship marketing goes back to um how we connect with people. And, and one of the, in, in the first chapter of the book, I talk about the fact that I worked at a shoe store called Joe's Shoes in downtown Wheaton. And they specialized in orthopedic shoes and they specialized in like oversized women's shoes. What they did is they wrote down everybody's name on a card and they, they wrote down the kind of things that they liked and their size and things like that and they kept it in a box. And what they were doing is they're really getting to know people so when they walked in you already had immediate knowledge of who they are and what they are. And what's happened in this internet world where everything is profiled, like what you search for, the kind of things that you buy and those kind of things, it's become very, very impersonal. So what relationship marketing really is on a a very kind of basic core level is, is you have to get out and physically meet people face to face to start the ball rolling. From there, then they give you permission to be able to communicate with them online. And after that, if they do business with you, now you've got a very, very solid relationship where these people either come back and do business or recommend you. So it's, it's a process of getting people to know, like, and trust you. And, and it's a defined process of first meeting them face-to-face, connecting with them online with your bacon, and then ultimately creating sales. Mm. So not all social marketing occurs in social media. No, not at all. <laughs> For me, sadly, lately, it seems to. <laughs> 
We need to get Marla out of the office. <laughs> that's because you're so busy and so wanted by so many people. You know, that's it's it's a challenge. I mean, you do have to you have to make time and go out and network with people, and um, that it is something that some people are uncomfortable with too. You know, but it really is kind of a cornerstone when people meet you face to face and they see you multiple times. Then you become top of mind with them. Then they're more apt to respond to some of the things that you do post online and connect with you and comment and like and and maybe send you messages or, or ultimately recommend you to somebody if they need your service or product. What about, yeah, but what about the fabulous people who, who aren't local to us? I mean, we're still engaging in relationship marketing online, right? Sure. So talk to us about how to create how to begin building those relationships without first meeting the person face to face well it it takes it takes a little bit of time, but it really, again, that bacon helps. Um, having something that connects people on a one-on-one level, um, whether it is sailing or golf or something along those lines, if you've got a way to connect with them on a person-to-person level, then you have the chance to start conversations. And that's where they start to get to know, like, and trust you. And so, yeah, if you can't meet them face-to-face, it's kind of tough. But the way the social media has worked for me is by posting certain things out there, by using my blog, articles, and things of that nature, I have garnered some attention from people all over the country who call me up and say, hey, I've read about you, and you know, I want to get to know you better. They do interview you. They want to know who you are, what your goals are, what your philosophies are. So it, it's, it's how do you get those people to get to the point where they're going to pick up a phone or email you so that you can start the conversation. Yeah, and that goes both ways. I think it's important to recognize what other people are doing. And uh, today I connected with another coach. I just loved her branding and uh, in the social media space. And so I told her that. I direct messaged her and I said, hey, you know, great branding looks like you do some fascinating stuff. Next thing you know, I'm invited to appear on her podcast. So, yeah. So, so pick out what you like, what you see and, and what you enjoy and, and even things that are slightly controversial, right? And uh, and go ahead and start contacting people. And it really is not any different than standing in that cocktail party that I was standing in a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. And you bring up a really, really good point. You can't just be posting things. You have to be active. You have to comment on other people's things. You have to send direct messages like you did. You have to find people of like minds and and, and concepts and values and things of that nature. And, and it really is the onus is on you to communicate with them first if you can. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a great point. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brian, we have about a little less than two minutes to break. Um, talk to us about inbound marketing. What does that term mean? Old-style marketing, outbound marketing, is where you broadcast a message via whatever medium you want to use, radio, TV, print, all those kind of things, and you, you're basically shotgunning it to the world where you have a whole bunch of people that see it and hopefully some people react to it. Inbound marketing, on the other sense, is where people actually search you out and respond to those messages and then connect up with you. So they're really searching for you, they're looking for you, they're seeing your message, and they're relating and connecting to you. Mm-hmm. And that's the best kind of marketing because we know that these people are well vetted as clients or customers or what have you because they're out there looking for you. Exactly. 
I love it. So we're going to go into a break in just a minute. So I'd like to remind everyone out there of this week's Ink column. If you're familiar with me and my show, you know I write for Ink Magazine. And this week is about a little magic question that you can ask yourself to get your most important goals done. And I reveal a little secret about how I use this question to to get something that has been on my list for way too long to done or almost done. I'm working on it and it's going really, really well. And I'll tell you what, this has been on my list for like two years, a little over two years. So it's really kind of fun. So make sure and head on over there at inkcom slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka and check it out. Let me know what you think and see if you can reframe your goal statements to this magic question. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Tokenet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. We know that social media is all of the rage and... A lot of people are still out there wondering if it can really work for their businesses. So that's what we're here to talk about today, how social networking and social media can work for your business. We're here with Brian Basilica, founder of B2B Interactive Marketing, Inc. And Brian combines years of marketing experience with technical expertise to build online campaigns that produce measurable results. And we're going to talk about that important word in a little bit too, measurable results. And you can learn more about Brian at the letter B, the number two, letter B, hyphen I-M dot com, B2B hyphen I-M dot com. So, Brian, we've covered uh, the importance of relationship marketing, the topic of inbound marketing, and a really, really important component here as we talk about inbound marketing, obviously, where folks are out there looking for your product or your service is the website. Uh, yeah, you know, you can get, and I, I know one of my clients is a PPC pay-per-click 
company, and uh, they they see it all the time. They can get tons and tons of traffic to a website, but if you don't have a good conversion engine or good website in place, a good model in place, the traffic doesn't mean a thing. Talk to us about what constitutes a really good website. There's a, an article that I wrote a little while ago. It was called The Five Pages Every Website Should Have. Now, the, the bonus on that from your uh, PPC standpoint is this now ranking very, very high on Google, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but what the five pages are is a home page, an about you page, your product and services, testimonials, and a contact page. There can be varying different degrees of how you set that up, multiple product pages, and so on and so forth. But the biggest thing about it is when somebody gets to your website, is it super clear what you want them to do next? Do you want them to go to your product pages? Do you want them to learn more about you? Do you want them to contact you immediately? So the best thing that you can do is guide the end user through the process and say, click here, do this, to try to get your end result, whatever that end result is. And we'll talk about the measurement side of things, but you have a very limited time when people show up your website to do those kind of things. So the second piece of the puzzle is having very, very clear and concise content. It's got to be really good content. And one of the biggest mistakes I see is that people either over-explain things because people are not going to sit and read a manifesto on your business. And the second thing that they do, which is, is kind of unfortunate, is a lot of people try to SEO the heck out of it to the point where they're trying to rank better, but it's not written that the human being can actually get anything out of the context. So those are kind of the, the cores that really make a good website. And Brian, I'm a huge fan of infographics when they're done correctly. How do you feel about them? I love infographics, and I love reading them and things like that. They're, they're great for sharing, and, that's, and producing good content is really one of the cornerstones of being a good online marketer and also social networking. So if you can create your own infographics, that's mm -hmm. phenomenal. If you can't, then find really good ones and share them on your social media, on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever it is that you do. So, yeah, I love them. I just think they're really, really informational. The only challenge with infographics, like most things on the Internet, is, you know, can you verify the numbers and the and the statistics that these people are putting out there. And one of the, one of the things I say in my presentations is 98.75% of all statistics are made up to benefit the statistician, and 63.75% are made up on the spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and images in general, um, to explain what you do, if you can have, you know, graphics that really cover mm -hmm. in three simple steps beginning to end what the person is going to benefit, how they're going to benefit, those are awesome. And we, so one of my, you mentioned one of your, your pet peeves, one of mine is when the conversation on a homepage is all about the, the all about us rather than about right. our customer. We need right. to make it about our customer, right? That's, that's the whole cornerstone of not about you. You know, all of this stuff, whether it's social media or whether it's your website, it really isn't about you. It's about the end user and their experience and what they see. But a lot of times it's hard for us uh, to, to, to see things through customers' eyes. And that's why a lot of times it helps to get a third or fourth set of eyes to look things over and see it from a different perspective. So, you know, hiring people like you as a coach, you're hiring content developers to kind of look things over and make sure that it's a customer centric and customer focused can be a very, very good investment. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about measurements, Brian. Why are they so important and how do we find them? Well, there's, there's, 
different kinds of measurements. I mean, there's analytics measurements on your website, and then there's also measurements within social media. And the measurements on your website are incredibly important because what you get from that is kind of a broad brush overview of what people are doing, how they're getting there, where they enter, and where they exit. Your website. So using something like a tool like Google Analytics, and there's a bundle of them out there. There's Web Trends and HubSpot and, and a bunch of things, but Google Analytics is probably the most common because it's free. But the thing that it shows you is how much traffic are you getting on a regular basis, how much is new traffic, how much time they're spending on your website, which pages are they going to, how many clicks do you get, things like that. One of the things that I've found over the years, and I work with one-page websites to corporate one you know, corporate 100,000 page websites, is the average website gets about two to three clicks and two minutes worth of people's attention span. So that's why that measurement is so important. When they get to your homepage, are they going where you want them to, and do they end up getting to your contact page or getting to your buy now page or whatever it is that you're trying to get them to do? And it allows you to see the trends that people are doing with inside of your website and then help you modify it, update it on a regular basis so that you start to optimize and, and benefit from those trends. Yeah, and it's really fun to watch when when you're active in social media and, and whichever social you choose, which one garners you the most activity on your website. And uh, sometimes it's surprising. You can get some Absolutely. good surprises out of that. Yeah. I spend a lot more time on Facebook than anything else, but I get the majority of activity through LinkedIn. And, it's, and I don't spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, but it seems to be the thing that drives the most traffic back to my site. Yeah, yeah, and it would for you. So, so that brings up my question then. What, what social media platform is, is right for who, and how do we know where to, where to invest our time? Well, that's, that's the $64,000 question because it, every business has its own DNA, and it really depends on where your audience is. And that's one of the first things you've got to ask yourself is, who's my primary customer, and what would they potentially be on? And then you've got to go look and see how other people are utilizing it and then try to mimic and grow from there. So in a, a perfect example is Pinterest. Pinterest primarily is a craft and foodie kind of place. So if you're into any kind of you know, creating jewelry, doing art, uh, looking for recipes and those kind of things, it's huge in that market space, which means there's a lot of consumers on there. You may be able to post things from your business that could drive people back to your website that could be an awesome source. You may be able to do the same thing on Facebook, but if you're doing business to business, Facebook is probably not the best place to be. It probably is more of a LinkedIn or a Twitter. And there's a whole bunch of other ones out there too, but you've really got to examine where where is your audience? What are they doing? And how can your message be of value to them and keep it them focused at the same time? Yeah. And where do you find that you can build those the best relationships? I mean, LinkedIn is awesome because you you become engaged in in speaking with people at a, a much deeper level, I think, you know, because the you're you're sending the message right to their inbox when you're connected to these people. And so, you know, these messages can go back just like regular emails back and forth until you really get something going. It's fun. 
Oh, it's it's a blast. And then I agree with you. Something like LinkedIn, which has very specific groups. I mean, I belong to a guitar players group. I belong to a WordPress developers group. And then I belong to Chamber of Commerce groups. And I post different things in different groups on different levels. It's kind of that whole bacon that I was talking about before. You can have great conversations. You can learn a lot from people. If you have a problem with software and you find the right group and you post it, you'll be amazed at the amount of people that are jumping up saying, try this, try this, try this. And I've learned a lot from that. Yeah, you really can. And you can really put questions out there. You know, I belong to some coaching groups. And uh, there was one today on one of my coaching groups, a a gentleman who does uh, group coaching, live group coaching posted something. And it was really new and interesting information to the rest of us, the way he runs this group. And, And so we were all free to ask questions and, you know, inquire about how he does it and where where the clients come from. And people just tend to really really put it out there it's very authentic in the groups yes absolutely and and there's you know that's the beauty of social networking i mean there's there's not only the selling portion of it but there's the growing and building yourself portion of it too there's a lot to learn from a lot of very smart people out there so yeah that's that's awesome what you just said mm-hmm. about the, the group coach yeah it's fabulous and and pinterest too uh I am not real involved in Pinterest, and uh, in the beginning, I, I tried to to show an interest in it, but selling a service is tough there, I think, but uh, it's fun, and it, it can be a great hobby, but I did write a story on Ink Once looking for Pinterest success stories, and I found a woman who had invented what's called the cami, and, and it's a novelty piece of clothing that women wear under blouses and such. It's kind of cool, and she was out to lunch one day, and she had posted a picture on – no, she didn't even do it. Someone else had posted a picture of her cami on Pinterest and said, just love this thing. And, and, you know, of course, there's a link to the website because that's where the picture came from. And this woman's husband called her from home and said, you better get home. We're getting flooded with orders. Uh (laughs) It it was that simple. And that that simple miracle minute was what turned her business into an incredible success. Absolutely. You never know when you're going to catch that kind of lightning in a bottle. And, And very similar to that, one of the groups that I've spoken to is the Craft and Hobby Association. I mean, those people are constantly putting up those kind of things up there with the hope that people are going to share them and link back to their website. And that's that's one of the things about Pinterest, more so than any other social media platform out there. It's the most visual platform available. You can do so much with those pictures and link it back to your website and get a ton of traffic from it if you post the right thing. Catch that lightning in a bottle. Right, right. And, you know, visuals anywhere, obviously, you can't have them right by your tweets. But on Facebook, what what I often do is I take a screenshot of my ink article on the site, and then I take that into Photoshop and just size it down. It really takes me literally a minute to do. And yep. I post that screenshot with my comment about my, my article. And I'll tell you what, the stats on that are more than double what I get if I don't do that, if I just use the default thumbnail that comes up when you post a link. So visuals are just critical to success in social. And we are about to go in into our second break already. I can't believe it. This is so much fun. We're here with Brian Basilico and you can learn more about Brian and his business at B2B hyphen I am 
dot com. Letter B, number two, letter B hyphen I am as in Mary dot com. And please make sure that you find your way over to Inc. today, Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco to find out about that little magic questions that will get your goals and your dreams and your wishes to done. We'll be back in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Why is religion such a thorny issue in our society and the world? And why has religion often become a source to divide people rather than unite? Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz is a forum for civil dialogue on religion and wellness on Toginet Radio. Dr. Ajaz Nakvi invites leaders and activists from all walks of life and faith to engage in a civil discussion on religion and current events. Join us for Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you can glean from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here with author of It's Not About You, It's About the Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World, Brian Basilico. And Brian, going into break, we're covering, you know, what what constitutes a good website and conversions and tracking and all that kind of kind of wonderful stuff. And I'm wondering, you know, some people, some companies, I should say, are very successful in social networking. And and it really seems to be the magic button for them. But others just don't have any luck, no matter how hard they try. Talk to us about what makes social networking work for some and not for others. Well, there's, there's two different components to that. One of the industries that I happen to work in is the pet industry. And so I work with pooper scoopers and with groomers and with trainers and things like that. That, because people love their dogs so much and they love their cats so much and stuff like that, most of those people are incredibly successful with it because people love talking about their pets and animals. The ones that have the hardest time, obviously, are kind of the 
esoteric or not mainstream type product type people, if you're selling grease for a specific engine or something like that, it's really kind of hard to do because you have a very narrow audience. But I think the key thing that most people have to think about is what does success mean to you? The average company has 150 likes on Facebook when they set up a business page. Is uh, If you can get across your message to 150 people that really care about what you have to say, is that successful enough? You don't necessarily have to have 10,000 or 100,000 uh, fans or, or followers and things like that. It really depends on your business. So does that kind of answer the question? It does. I think it's important that we remember that it's not all about the numbers either. It's not all about you, and it's not all about the numbers. And I would far rather speak to 150 really interested and interesting people and prospects out there than than 15,000 for for right. sure. So I think it's I think that you know looking at the numbers. I remember when I first started in social media, it was, it was relatively new. I, w- I would definitely say I was one of those pioneers out there, you know, <laughs> and, and I, you know, what was the first thing I did? I, I followed all of the really successful coaches and, you know, I needed to see how they were doing it, but that was really deflating to me because I would see their numbers and they had thousands of followers and, you know, people responding and retweeting and, and it really got me kind of down because I thought I could never achieve that. And so I stopped. I unfollowed all these folks and I did it my way. And, um, you know, it's, it's important. I had great success with relatively small numbers and, uh, it's important to realize that to really assess, I think strategy is most important. Well, it, it's, it goes back to the core of everything that we've been talking about. It's knowing your audience, knowing what they want to hear, keeping things them focused. Yeah, you could follow some of the leaders in the industry and learn from them, but I wouldn't be discouraged at all. I, I, I see a lot of people who dive into social media and they go gangbusters the first two weeks, and then they just kind of peter out because they're not seeing the results immediately. So maybe the second point we have to talk about is sustaining what you do. It takes time. You know, you just one of the chapters in the book I talk about the difference between um, Barney Stinson, who's a character on uh, How I Met Your Mother, who's all about the one night stand, very transactional, and then I talk about Carl and Ellie from the movie Up, where it was very relational based, and that relationship took a long time to nurture, and it was a lifelong relationship, but the return on that was just spectacular. Where the other one is very transactional, and you know that the soup is your kind of mentality. So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those kind of things are much more of the long-term commitment to get to know people, to feed them good stuff, and to be interactive with them as opposed to just diving in and hoping to reap the rewards and run away. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's important to have. I think it's helpful. Let me put it that way: to have what what I did starting out, and that was to create a very very basic strategy. So I had my cheat sheet, and every week I made sure to do all these things. And they were things like uh, retweet valuable information, uh, go out and follow X number of people who you're interested in, uh, share other people's work, not just my own work, but I like to share articles and blogs that, that other people do. And and to reach out with a direct message every now and then to somebody for some reason or another. And so I had all this, this list, this check sheet. Um, what are some of the key things that if you were to create a, a cheat sheet for someone that you would say has to be on it or should be on it? 
One of the first things is you have to look at what people interact with. I see a lot of people on social media, and I follow a lot of social media experts, and I see them broadcasting messages from all over the place, but they're getting no clicks and no likes. And when I see something that responds or, or people respond to that's starting to get clicked, liked, and shared, then I kind of keep track of what's working and what's not working. And one of the things is this is fluid. It changes all the time. So the first thing I would say is monitor how people are interacting with your content and how people are interacting with other people's content. The second thing I would do is make sure that you have some kind of sense of who your core audience is and do your best to find somebody else who has that same core audience and then look at what they do. See what's being successful for them. And probably the third thing is make sure you spend some time in places other than the social media that you're on to find good information to learn from some of the people that have learned for themselves and are teaching people. Like there's Mashable.com, there's StumbleUpon, there's Technorati, there's Business2 Community. I mean, there's a whole bunch of great information that's being published about blogs every single day. So spend a little time learning some of those tools and techniques. Another really, really great place to learn this stuff is Inc. Magazine and your articles. You know, there's, there's tons of great stuff there, too. So you know, any one of those are, are good. And, and follow those on Facebook. For example, one of the things I make sure I do is as soon as I knew you existed, I followed you, I followed Inc., and, and I get that stuff in my inbox every single day. I look at it and I read it. So continue to learn is, is really one of the cornerstones of what I think is really important in today's business environment. Yeah, and I think it's an, another thing I've learned because you're talking about um, getting information out there as you continue to learn as well, right? And, uh, you know, to, to make a, a personal remark when you tweet something or when you post something on Facebook, pull something out of the article and, and talk about your viewpoint or talk about what you learned. And that really heightens people's curiosity and awareness quite a bit and you'll get a lot more engagement than if you just tweet out a link excellent point yes very much so yeah and and so for anyone out there asking well how do you make a comment because you click tweet it just goes is go ahead and put it in hootsuite or another third-party interface like that and it'll help you to uh to do that Mm -hmm. so Brian, tell us a little bit more about your upcoming book. How exciting. Uh, do you have any idea when it's going to be released? Well, the, the plan at this point is it will be released July 1st. It's being self-published, and it will be on Amazon. It will be a soft cover, not a hard cover. It's not an e-book either. Um, currently, uh, just finished the second rewrite, and it's ready to go to the editor. And it's uh, 30 chapters. Uh, about 225 pages, and it covers everything from what makes social media tick to how do you utilize social media to create good traffic to your website and measure it. And then it goes on and talks about some of the tools like Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, those kind of things. Um, I originally thought I was going to write a how-to book, but I realized by the time I finished the chapter it would be obsolete, so that didn't work. So it's really turned into a why-to book. And it, it finishes with how do you utilize all these tools to create information that's going to be shared, become viral, and interesting to your clientele or potential clientele. Hmm. I like that. So the word viral always is, is uh, an attractive word to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean to you when something goes viral? Well, when something goes
goes viral, that means that one person shares it. And here's the intrinsic power of social media is this. And this happened to me with a very, very simple tweet that I did. I have a band, and it was a little cartoon graphic that I posted. And it was about, it was a bunch of wrenches standing around in a church choir saying, Amazing Grease, how great the sound that saved a wrench like me. Well, it was just, you know, something goofy to post in there because we didn't have a show coming up. What happened was is it started getting shared and shared and shared. One person shared it, and then 10 of their friends shared it, and 10 more of their friends shared it to the point where it had over 1,000 shares and reached 100,000 people. And that I've heard about those things happening, but having experienced something like that, I'm going, wow. Now, I've seen that happen a couple other times. And that's what going viral is, is creating something that is either so funny, so unique, so controversial that people are not only doing what you said before, they're, they're copying, commenting, and then they're sharing it with their audience, and then their audience is sharing it with multiple people. Those are the things that if you can catch that lightning in a bottle, will spread your brand all over the Internet faster than wildfire. Yeah, there's one great example out there. Um, I'm trying to find it now. I'm pretty sure it's Dollar Shave. Uh, yes, dollarshaveclub.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I just turned yep. it on there. Dollarshaveclub.com. They've got a video on there that's hysterical to men and yeah. women. And talk about viral. That has just gone crazy. And I'm sure that while I know they put a lot of money into creating that, it doesn't look like it, but they did. Yeah, um, they did. These uh, these results have been astounding. So if you want an example of something that really and truly went viral, check out dollarshaveclub.com. It's just a really fun example. Yeah, and, and, and there's lots of different methodologies to go viral. I mean, you see, you know, kid videos and cat videos on YouTube all the time. You see pictures that are, are transferred all over every media. So a lot of it has to do with this. Do you have the capability to create that original content that, you know, A, is going to be liked and then send that stuff out? Just sharing other people's things is awesome, but you're not doing anything unique that's going to get you the, the attention, you know. So that's, that's one of the biggest challenges. How do you create original material that can share it? Yeah, and that is challenging, and it seems to me, and I could be wrong, I'm not an expert on this, but the the things that either touch on, um, you know, like you said, kids, pets, or humor, or and humor, um, those are the things that really seem to go viral quite quite well. Absolutely. One of the chapters in the books is called Babies, Puppies, and Bacon. <laughs> that's exactly why. <laughs> Being in the advertising business for so many years, it's an old, you know, old saying that said nothing sells like babies and puppies, and it's very true. You know, you put a puppy on something, and it's so darn cute, you want to buy it even if you don't have a dog. Yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> loves puppies, kittens too, I suppose. So yes, Brian, no, no, gonna... definitely. <laughs> yeah, we are going into our final break of the show, so we'll come back with one more segment and talk more about how to make the bacon and uh, how how to position your business in social media and build those relationships, any final points or tips that we have remaining. And you can still call in, folks, 877-864-4869. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. 
And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. There's no us. Join host Kalen Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kalen helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kalen for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kalen will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And I hope that you'll join me here, same time, same place, next week. We're going to be talking about... Being an entrepreneur with learning dis- disabilities or and having children with learning disabilities and how to cope with that as an entrepreneur. I have a lot of clients who've been, you know, work at home moms with their businesses and they have children who have ADHD and other learning disabilities and, and it can make the journey very, very difficult. I also have a lot of clients who are self-diagnosed ADHD. And I am talking to Laura Reef about that. How much of that is an excuse and how much of that is true? Are entrepreneurs more likely to have ADD and ADHD? So join us next week with Laura Reef. And we're here today with Brian Basilico, author of the upcoming book, It's Not About You, It's About the Bacon. And that's about relationship marketing in a social media world. So hopefully coming out in July. Sounds like you're right on track for that, Brian. How exciting. Absolutely, yeah. Made huge strides with the rewrite. One of the nice things about this is I had six people review the book and got some just incredible feedback on what was working, what wasn't working, and, and it's really nice to have a team of people help you out. It really is important. You know, a lot of people today are talking about self-publishing and someday writing the book and such, and I think that 
it's important to surround yourself with the team first and and get those folks in place who are going to support you, encourage you, and correct you in your ways when needed. <laughs> yes, especially me and my grammar. It needs lots of help. <laughs> Not my forte. <laughs> but one of the things I learned about writing is that you just sit down and you just start writing and get the ideas down because if you spend all your time trying to correct your, you know, dot your I's, cross your T's, and put commas in the right space, you tend to lose your thoughts. So it, that's made it just that much harder on my poor editor. So God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets a special place in the acknowledgments, I hope. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Brian, I want to circle back to something we talked about earlier, and that's the mm-hmm. inbound marketing. Sure. And I, I feel like we kind of left that hanging. Like, you know, tell us a little bit about how to create an inbound marketing campaign. What are the important elements of that? And, and what do we need to, to focus on to get a campaign moving? Well, there's, there's a lots of different ways to use inbound marketing, and uh, some of it can be through social media. Also, things like email marketing, even though it's kind of not really an inbound marketing thing because you're broadcasting it, if you set up email marketing correctly, what it should do is actually drive traffic back to your website or get people to your blog and things of those nature. So one of, one of the cornerstones of inbound marketing is providing really, really good material and then directing people to that so they can respond to it. And blogs are one of my favorite ways to do that. As a matter of fact, I have two blogs that I do, one weekly and one daily. And by putting that information out there, people are are seeing that you have a level of expertise or you have some commentary that they may be able to bond with that ultimately drives them back to some property. Hopefully you have your your website set up as a blog site so that when people are getting back to your blog that they're getting, they have the potential to go into your website, read more material, and hopefully pick up the phone or fill out the email form or whatever it is. But inbound marketing in general is having information out there that people are searching for. So when you write a blog and you have that blog aggregated or, for example, your articles and things like that, which are fabulous, that leads to people actually clicking on, say, the person's name that you've interviewed or something like that and it leads them back to their website. All of that topic and and information sitting out there that people are interested in driving them back to your whatever your home base is, as I call it, and then getting them to do, once they get to your home base, then having that website of getting them to react the way that you expect them to. Does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, it does. And you bring up some some really important points that I've had people ask me questions about. And, um, you know, getting out there and doing, like you're doing today, interviews mm-hmm. and uh, guest posts, guest blogging is hot. Yep. And just to get your blogs picked up by others is is really important in this kind of a campaign. And, you know, I, I want to say that a lot of people think that they don't have topics to be interviewed on. And that's wrong. I mean, really, if you have a product or service and you can tie it in with a current event, for instance, then you've got something to talk about. Uh, let me think of an example. Okay, I had a client who wrote a book. It was something like 101 Ways um, 
to, it was about the mother-in-law, like to win over your mother-in-law or something <laughs> like that, right? So, so she had those things to talk about, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't catching on. And so that was at the time when Obama's mother-in-law was moving into the White House. So she tied it to that topic, you know, mm-hmm. mother-in-law moving in. Oh my goodness. Here you go. 101 ways to whatever, whatever with your mother-in-law. Sure. And, so look for current events out there that you can tie your topic into and you'll get a greater chance of being picked up by a uh, podcaster or a blogger. Yep. Great, great stuff. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, Brian, about maybe one of the campaigns that you've done for, for a client, one or two, that have really been successful and the key components to the campaign that you cite for the success. The the, probably the best one is for a company called sellparts.net. It's sell-parts.net, and they make little golf club ferals. And she was having a huge problem because all the golf club ferals and all the golf clubs are being manufactured overseas. They, all, all of this business went over to China. One of the first things we had to do was first define what her audience could be and should be. And what we found out was is there's a handful of websites and forums and things around golf club hobbyists who like to build their own golf clubs and change their shafts and things like that. And this is just a little piece of plastic. It really doesn't have a, a lot of appeal or any technical, um, it doesn't add anything to your game. But what we found is that if she could make them in like school colors or make them in pink or, or different colors that would be attractive to these people, they would love and honor that. So what, what ended up happening is that we rebuilt the website, we created a uh, e-commerce site so that people could actually buy these things online. And then we went in and started going to all of these different golf club forums and saying, check out this new website. Well, when we first started doing it, a few people were going spammer, spammer, spammer. And then one person finally came up and said, no, no, I've used cell part ferals and they're the best. They're made of really great material. I love them. Go check it out. That one person turned the whole thing viral. Similar to what you said before, um, Juliana called me up and she says, I don't know what the heck you did, but I have no time to get any work done because I'm answering the phone and email all day long. <laughs> so it was, it's basically creating something that you know allowed people to take her message to the audience in a way that started to spread her business. And, and literally, it kept her business afloat long enough where she started to get back some of the work that she had lost. And it was... The, pretty much rescued her business. Wow, that's amazing. And it it really does go back to what we were talking about earlier about finding, you know, what the customer's needs are and really Mm -hmm. making that content, including your social content, all about the customer and uh, reshaping reshaping your business if you have to. I have a story I love to tell about an attorney I was coaching and she was a real estate attorney and you know, real estate took a bad turn oh, and yeah. her business just plummeted, right? Yeah. So right. so we we redesigned. We redesigned the business and we, we mm-hmm. rebranded and she became of a uh, short sale expert very quickly. And her business was just booming, absolutely right. booming. Mm-hmm. So just get creative. I've seen that same thing happen to a real estate attorney, exact same thing. That's fabulous. I mean, and, and that's really it is that you have to adapt 
to the current marketplace and the current technologies and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, for years I ran a recording studio, um, and now you can buy a $10 program on an iPhone that does everything I did with a quarter of a million dollars worth of gear. So, yeah, you have to learn to adapt to technology and time and change. So... Yeah, yeah, that's that's very important. So what other wonderful ventures do you have in your future here, Brian? Well, uh, let's see. I've got lots of presentations coming up. And uh, the nice thing is once this book is finished, I have another website. It's notaboutyou.com that has a daily marketing tip on or networking tip, actually. It's all about networking. And the nice thing is uh, that means the second book is already in place with 101 networking tips. So there's all kinds of fun stuff going on. Wow. And so to close the show, can you offer us a couple of your networking tips? Yes. Here's the best networking tip I've I've ever come up with or ever heard. I, it's hard to remember whether I created it or repurposed, but but the best is almost everybody has a smartphone, right? Take a JPEG graphic of your business card and put it into your photos. That way, if you're out at a networking event and you forget to bring business cards, you have that on there. You can immediately email it or text it to somebody so they'll get your business card exactly the way as if you handed it to them. And if you do get the chance to email them, then you immediately get their email address on your phone. I love that. I love that. That's perfect because Thank you. what are they going to do? They're going to just put that into their database anyway. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that yeah, makes so it really convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's hundreds of tips out there already like that. Just, uh, you know, nice, nice, quick. They're all 50 words or less. They're very, very short, very quick reads, and um, it's, the response on that has been very, very positive. Wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's another. And, and what's the name of that book going to be again? Well, that's it's it's probably going to be 101 networking tips, and okay. but I don't know what the it, it'll have something to do with bacon. I mean, the name of the website is Bacon Bits. Uh, <laughs> it's not about you. dot com, so it might be Bacon Bits 101 networking um, tips. I haven't, but I you know the nice thing is I've got the content all ready to go. All right, Brian, thank you for being on the Million Dollar Mindset today. Why don't you just tell our audience where they can find you, and we'll sign off here. Absolutely. The best place to get a hold of me, all of my contact information, my blog, and so on and so forth, is b2b-im.com. That's b2b, number b, the number 2b, hyphen or dash, im.com. Brian Basilica, thank you so much for being here. And everyone, please don't forget to to uh, log in here with us next week with expert Laura Reef, and we'll be talking about ADD and entrepreneurs. And um, is it a myth or is it fact? Check out our show next week, and also make sure and head on over to inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka and visit me there. Leave your comments, ask your questions, whatever it is. I look forward to hearing from you. This is Marla Tabaka, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 